Is this being posted to Facebook? I can't believe I might be on your live stream or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to get started? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Why do we celebrate Um, It's the holiday of giving thanks. I don't know the reason why, though. I didn't know. Because we love God. Oh. And we died on the cross. We died mm -hmm. on the cross for our sins. Um, so first of all, we celebrate Thanksgiving because um, we give thanks to God for everything we have and um, for everything he's done for us. And the first Thanksgiving was celebrated when the pilgrims came and the Indians um, had helped them and um, like learn how to like grow grow food and live and stuff. And then they, had, they that's when they celebrated the first Thanksgiving. Because because of what God uh, gave us and uh, and we should be thankful for everything He's done for us. Like I think why Thanksgiving is a holiday is because it's a time where we get to show how thankful we are to all the things that we have. That's actually what I meant. Oh. Um, <laughs> hard to think. That's a uh, hard th um, question. Cranberry sauce. Okay, I guess so for me too. Turkey. Around 30 minutes or something like that? A long time. A long time. Long time. I guess so. Probably like five minutes. I don't really know. Uh, I don't know. Well, first of all, you have to hunt it and then. About you have to make a it. month? Unless you go to the store and just get one. Well, that'd take about. About three hours, I guess, to go get the turkey. Uh, okay. That's my best day. <laughs> uh, um, something like 30 minutes. I don't know, like, maybe one hour, 30 minutes, no, maybe 30. I don't know. About what? a tie between my dad and Isaiah because they will eat quite a bit especially when it's good <laughs> um my dad my dad my dad my dad my dad my dad uh my dad I guess you could say me or dad I don't know me and dad I guess Hmm. 
one I'm most thankful for is my family and my friends. God's love. That we get to see some of our families that we haven't seen in a long time. My family. My whole family. Um, God and my family. Give thanks. 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 Okay, whatever. We're doing an interview. No. I'm going to do a separate one. Yeah, do a separate one. So my favorite thing about Powerhouse has definitely been, uh, I guess, the community. Just the feeling of coming to Powerhouse, knowing that you can talk about whatever's going on in your life, knowing that there's no judgment. And, like, I'm not hesitant to, like, talk about what's been going on in my life or whatever. And I'm really thankful for the people that are in Powerhouse. The leaders are awesome. Well, I'm most thankful for the people in Powerhouse. They're definitely, they're definitely one of the main reasons I keep coming, other than God, you know. But, yeah, they always keep it real. Well, what am I most thankful for at Powerhouse? I'm most thankful for, like, like the community and everything, and also, like, being around, like, being around uh, students that are that's my age, and, like, learning about God and encouraging each other, and just basically, like, loving each other, you know? And that's what I'm most thankful for at Powerhouse. I started coming to Powerhouse two years ago, and it's changed my whole life. What I'm thankful for this year is definitely family. Um, I know my main family is up in a different state, but I'm thankful for the family I have here in town and my Powerhouse family. One of the things that I like the most about Powerhouse is the relationships that I've developed and the atmosphere that it creates to get close to God. I feel like it does a very good job. This place, the leaders and students make a very good atmosphere about you know, the people here to get into the presence of God and being intentional about doing everything they, everything they can to get in His presence. So, yeah. I'm thankful for how God has changed my life. So, if you know a little bit about my background, I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, I was raised in a home where we went to church on Sundays and I was taught about God since I remember. Um, but I guess it really... It really changed for me at the beginning of the year. Um, Powerhouse went on this youth retreat and we went into this time of worship and I just remember the atmosphere changing and there was just this shift in my perspective and I just, I realized that this life is temporary and I just, man, I just gotta go after what God has for me and pull people into his presence and show them who he is and um, I've always felt a calling to worship, but I've struggled with boldness my whole life. And I guess I just never really had that confidence to really go after what I felt like he was calling me to. Um, but I remember after winter retreat, I was done with not um, pursuing what he had for me. And so since then I have joined the worship team and I have, um, spoken a few times at my school at FCS and 
I just have this newfound boldness and confidence in Christ. And yeah, so I'm thankful for what God has done for me. I'm just really thankful for a God that is so faithful and loving through times of my life. Um, just looking back even a few years ago, things started to change in my life. Family started to pass away. Um, people started to walk away in my life. And um, yeah, I live with my grandparents now. And yes, it, sometimes it's really hard. I get aggravated and I get uh, frustrated with the situations and things in my life. But every single time this happens, um, I go back to God. I go back and get in his presence and meditate and, and what he says and what he thinks about the situation. And that's what gives me the peace and the love that I need in my life. It's not the people, it's it's him. It's, it's him that gives me um, the joy and the happiness and the lonely times of my life. And I really feel like that um, without him, I couldn't do it. I could not get through this situation um, with my family and uh, my parents, but because he's there, because he's always, um, always faithful, I do. I'm really also thankful for my friends and my church that um, that surround me, that's helping me get through it. Um, y'all, all y'all, like walking through it with me, always showing that y'all care, really helps me a lot to get through this hard times in my life. And if you're here and you're going through a hard time in your life and you feel lonely and you feel like you're not um, happy. I just really encourage you to go to God because he's always there for you. He's always going to be there for you. And he knows you more than any other person will ever know you. Um, I just really want y'all to push in and like love on God because God has is, is already got you through so much in your life. And um, he's always going to be there for you. I am thankful for all the many blessings that God has, um, has put in my life. Yeah, this has been a tough year with the COVID and just everything going going on around the world. Um, and to make matters worse, my um, I've been at the same law firm for 18 years, and my employer came to me a few weeks ago and told me that we are closing our law firm at the end of the year, that they are retiring, and I was devastated to say the least. I mean, I haven't. I haven't looked for a job in a long time and I wasn't anticipating to look for a job during the COVID and the holidays are kind of amongst us and I was just really beside myself. I immediately went to the Lord in prayer and I texted um, some of my, my friends from, um, from church and asked for them to pray for me. And the, the great thing about that is that they didn't ask me specifically, what can I pray for you for? They just said, sure, you got it. And they continued to check on me. Um, and I just felt that, I felt their prayers. I really did. I felt peace. Um, I had my first interview the, um, the next the next week um, and I was offered the position and making um, what I'm making now and, um, and with, with a lot more benefits than what I have now. That same day, a judge came into my office and um, we talked and he, he also offered me a position um, working at the courthouse and with more benefits than what I have now. And um, it was just such a, such a blessing, you know, and I just want to encourage you, if you're going through a difficult time, I want you to just know that, that go to the Lord, that He is with you, that He loves you, and that, um, you know, everything is gonna be okay if you trust in Him. Well, I'm thankful for uh, God getting me through like a hard season of my life. 
Uh, he gave me the strength to get through it. Uh, back in 2018, my mom, uh, was dealing with a lot of cancer. We knew for about five years before that that she was dealing with cancer. And, you know, we prayed uh, and we fasted. And uh, unfortunately on May 2nd, like she passed away. And it was a very difficult time with me because uh, there have been like a lot of different uh, people that have, you know, told me that she was gonna get healed. And like, there's a whole bunch of different stuff. And like, it was really hard for me because I asked God, I was like, man, why did this happen? Like, why did my mom pass away? Like, I thought she was gonna be healed. And uh, it was a difficult difficult time going through that because it, was just, it just makes you question like, man, what, you know, you know, what, what is going on here? And um, it's just, you know, God gave me a different perspective on the whole, you know, situation when it happened uh, because she didn't get healed the way that I thought she was gonna get healed. She didn't get healed in this world. She got healed in heaven. When she reached the gates of heaven, she was healed. God healed her in that season. And uh, that's what gave me the power to move forward. That's what gave me the strength to move forward, to know that God, even though we may not see what he's doing in this world, we, we can know that he's, he's working on our behalf. You know, in heaven, he's there. He sees everything that's going on. And it's very important that we always remember that God is faithful in that situation. So if you're going through anything like this, like maybe you had a loved one die, just know that Jesus still healed them. It may not have been in this world, but it was definitely in heaven. Like, you know, God says, you know, in Revelation that, you know, every tear will be wiped away. No more pain, no more suffering. And I, I fully 100% believe that God has done that for us in heaven. So... I just want to encourage you guys just to, to always just be be thankful for God for what he does, not only in this life, but also in the next life as well. So just uh, I'm just thankful that the Lord has really like gave given me the strength and I, I pray that he gives you the strength to get make it through this difficult season. So the question is asked what I am grateful for. And that is a difficult question because I'm grateful for so many things. It's really difficult to narrow it down. I'm grateful for my family, my health, my family's health, and my church. But most of all for relationships. And I feel like my relationship with my family and with my church has grown so much since I've been here at Church on the Rock because I also learned about another relationship and that is with the Holy Spirit. I feel like I can go through times of struggle and times of joy, and it's all based on my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I am grateful that God has given us the opportunity to develop a relationship with Him through Jesus and through His Holy Spirit. I get up every morning and I always have something to be thankful for. And when I come to church, I'm grateful for pastors who teach us and lead us by the true word. I am grateful that I can come to church and build relationships with others. And I feel like I would like to encourage you that if you feel led to develop your relationship with God and with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus, just reach out and continue coming to here, here to Church on the Rock. Just reach out to others. Um, there's so many different ways and opportunities that you can um, volunteer and through volunteering we build relationships with one another and we're always encouraging one another so that's my challenge to you is just keep in the word keep building your relationships 
and keep developing your relationship with the Lord because he will bless us more than we can ever imagine. And I am just grateful for relationships. I'm thankful for the way God changed my life. In April 1996, I was not the same guy that you see sitting in front of you. I was going over to a friend's house and I was not going to do, I was going to sin. I was going to sin mightily. We'll put it that way. Um, but I actually had, I guess you could call it a road to Damascus moment, you know. It was the first time the Lord talked to me. He said, what are you doing? I did not make you for this. That put me on a road where uh, I started attending a church, uh, Fountain Valley Christian Church in Fountain, Colorado. I was baptized a short time later. And a lot of people think the blessings are is is money or wealth or power or anything like that. But the blessing is the way God has changed my heart. The blessing is the way that I see people. I see people differently. I see people in the way God or Jesus actually made them, you know. And I, I've come to appreciate people so much more. And it does me good when people tell me that they see something different in me and they want to know what it is. And that's my end. There were times that I didn't always walk this straight and narrow path. I would wake up and I would step in a bucket of stupid from time to time. But even when I realized what I was doing, I could turn around and I always turn back to God and He was always there for me. God is always there for me. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a big hand for the praise that we've heard. We're going to have a song, and then we're going to receive communion together. So find your little COVID communion cup there. And uh, if you happen to be online watching, we're so glad you're tuned in. Get you a cracker and some kind of juice to drink and join us in just a moment. But as we sing this song, I want to encourage you to do what the Bible says and examine yourself. Now, how me know we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No perfect people here. We're saved by God's goodness and God's grace. Yet God wants us to continually focus on Him, ask forgiveness for our sins. Communion is a perfect time. And realign ourselves. If we've gotten off track, say, Lord, I want to get back on track with you. And we make some real decisions. So let's worship together with this song. You can stand if you like. out to heaven with me today. He's worthy of our praise.
may be seated. This is what makes Christianity different than any other religion in the world. It's the empty cross. It's the fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. And though this is kind of packaged modern, it reminds us of two things, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. And this is what communion is about. It's remembering not only what Jesus did, but what he's doing today and what he'll do tomorrow. You have to kind of, this thing has got a, two little flaps. First one is your bread, so why don't you go ahead and kind of figure out how to open that. Paul the Apostle said these words, I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you. The Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he'd given thanks he broke it. And Jesus said, take and eat. This is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. 2,000 years ago or so, he gathered in an upper room with his disciples. He shared a communion meal similar to what we're experiencing today. And we look back at his sacrificial death on the cross, and he took our judgment for our sin. So on judgment day, you and I won't face hell. You and I will have an advocate, Jesus Christ, that stands on our behalf. Today, Lord, as we hold this bread in hand, we remember what you did in your great act of love. Today I pray if there's any sick in our midst that we'd be miraculously healed in Jesus' name. Bless this bread. In the same manner he took the cup after supper. He said, this, cu uh, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, Proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I want you to open the cup now. And before we drink together, remind us of the forgiveness of God. You know, guilt is a good thing. But guilt is not meant to be carried. Guilt makes us aware that we've done wrong. But guilt for the believer turns us to the cross. And we leave our shame there. We leave our guilt there. Before we drink together, might we remember... That Jesus said, in the way you forgive other people, I'm going to forgive you. So today, if there's anyone that's hurt you, harmed you, taken advantage of you, maybe the Thanksgiving holiday brought to mind, maybe you had a confrontation. But today, let's just let our hearts be clean and just in your own way now, say, Lord, I forgive them. And I bless those that have hurt me and harmed me now. In Jesus' name, Lord, we ask you to bless this cup. Lift your cup to heaven. Lord Jesus, we eagerly look forward to your return and pray, God, that we would be ready, living for you, faithfully serving you to the end of our days. In Jesus' name, let's drink together. Praise the Lord. Well, can you say praise the Lord? It's a delight to have you. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. That will be our text in just a moment. But uh, this is kind of a special day. Uh, I was off last week. I was with family. We celebrated our Thanksgiving last Thursday. Or, I'm sorry, not last Thursday, last Saturday. Um, Saturday before yesterday, we celebrated with my children, with my grandchildren. And uh, it was a wonderful time. I actually got a little picture here of the gang. And uh, we had a wonderful time together. But uh, one of the neat things, uh, my uh, grandson, he's three there. 
And mom is one of the most, his mom's one of the most creative people I know. So she's decided she's going to teach little Henry about Thanksgiving. Let me know our holidays get skewed a little bit. Easter gets skewed away from Jesus' resurrection to the Easter bunny. Christmas gets skewed away from the manger to Santa. And even Thanksgiving gets skewed to football and turkeys. Well, Henry got him a little pumpkin at a pumpkin patch. And every day she would ask Henry what he's thankful for, and she would write it on the little pumpkin. So day number one, he had four things. He said he was thankful for his pillow pal. That's what he sleeps with. Uh, he's thankful for pumpkins. He's thankful for himself, for Henry. He has good self-esteem. And he's also thankful for Pops, which is me. Now, I was told that I nudged him a little bit to say that. So on day two, I was silent. And day two, he said he was thankful for his monkey, which is little, his little uh, pet toy there. Still pillow pals. He's thankful for his dog, Moose. And guess who else made it? Pops made it again, and Lonnie made it. And the aunties had to wait till the next day. But, you know, how many know Finson family is great, just like those kids' testimonies? I want to go back a day or two and, and, and remember this historical moment. Thanksgiving Day is arguably the first holiday, the first American holiday. Uh, the first and second celebrations of Thanksgiving happened in the 1600s, 1619. uh, uh, There was a group of people that sailed from Europe. They arrived at the the, uh, colony of Virginia. And on the banks of the James River, when they stepped off the ship, uh, Captain John Woodleaf prayed this prayer. He said, We ordain that this day of our ship's arrival shall be yearly and perpetually kept holy as a day of thanksgiving for Almighty God. Arguably the first group that arrived there, and uh, they didn't have time to, you know, to do turkeys, to do celebrations like the Massachusetts folks did a couple days later. They got off the boat and thanked God. Of course, we remember the first Thanksgiving as uh, going back to Massachusetts, P- uh, Plymouth Rock. It was two years after they landed in Virginia. They celebrated with the Indians for three days, but yet the, uh, in the uh, memoirs of Governor Edward Winslow, He talks about the goodness of God in taking care of them, and their prayers were thankful to God. Abraham Lincoln issued a proclamation. You see, prior to that time, well, George Washington issued a proclamation as our first president about Thanksgiving, but every colony or state celebrated Thanksgiving at different times, and it was suggested we have one national holiday, and Abraham Lincoln, in a, a Thanksgiving proclamation, it was 1863, That's a long time, a couple hundred years after it was originally first celebrated. But listen to what he said in his proclamation. He said, this year has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. In other words, we've had food to eat and there's been rain from heaven. Now, mind you, they're in a civil war. But he said, to these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed, that we're prone to forget the source from which they come. And he's talking about God. Isn't that true? Listen, in their day, our day is so far much more complex. There's so much more prosperity, so many options. And if in Abe's day, if they could forget the source of their blessings, how many know we can too? Uh, Abraham Lincoln went on to say, No human counsel has devised, nor have any mortal hand worked out these great things in our nation. These are the gracious gifts of God Most High. And this is the heritage which we enjoy as Christian Americans 
We're told today by the revisionist historian that America was not founded as a Christian nation, that they were just a bunch of greedy folks came over here to steal and pillage and kill the Indians. Not true. They were certainly not perfect people, but yet they were godly people, and, and, and they gave us this great nation. So this original purpose of Thanksgiving Day was to give thanks to God. Now that's how I look back. But as we look forwards, I want to uh, spend a few moments talking to you this morning about having an attitude of giving thanks to God, not just once a year, but every day of our life. Let's look at this together. I've entitled this Thanksgiving Day Every Day. And my purpose is very simple today. My purpose is to encourage you to, in your life, to pause and recognize God as the source of every good thing in life. And not only to recognize God as the source of every good thing, but find a reason to praise Him in even the tough times of our life. So let's begin today. I want to have three points this morning. Luke chapter 17. And the first most basic thing is this, that it's easy to take God's goodness for granted. Luke 17 verse 12, there were ten men with leprosy and they stood at a distance. Now leprosy, it was a skin disease. And when you were a leper under Old Testament law, you had to separate yourself from the rest of the people. It was contagious. So you, you, you didn't have a social life. And I want you to imagine um, there's ten people standing at the back of the church today. And uh, if I could see that far back, I'd ask somebody to stand up and shout, but I can't. Uh, and, and anyway, they're, they're at a distance and they're shouting, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus said these simple words, go show yourselves to the priests. Now the priest form had the function of not just spiritual advisor, but also like a doctor. So if you were cured or supposedly cured from a skin disease, you would go to the priest and he would declare you holy. There'd be a sacrifice and then you would be able to reassociate with people once again. Well, now notice this verse interesting how they were healed. The Bible says as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. In other words, their healing happened as they obeyed God to go to the priest. Now, mind you, now, ten people showing up, but verse 15 is the strangest verse. One of them came back to Jesus and said, praise God. Only one. There were ten. Ten people that we don't know what happened. I'm sure they wanted to tell their family. I'm sure they wanted to celebrate. But the thing that they did not do is they did not come and give God thanks. One came back and said, praise God. Notice verse 16. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. You know, if you've had a crisis in your life, I don't know what, maybe, maybe you had a near car accident that could have taken your life. Maybe you had a medical problem. Maybe, maybe your, your mom or your dad almost died and uh, they were spared. And, and gratitude welled up in your heart and you just got on your face before God and you wept and you thanked God. Well, that's the feeling here that we get. Uh, they're thanking him for what he done. But Jesus said, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And that's the great question. Uh, where were the rest that God had so richly provided for? You know, it's easy to take good things in life for granted. When I, got to, I laid out my clothes yesterday... And uh, I went in my closet, and uh, I didn't have to ask the question, could I put clothes on for church? I, I, I had more than one shirt in my closet. I had a multitude of shirts, and I had a multitude of suits and shoes. 
But I mean, we take these things for granted as American people, and I'm not trying to say they're bad, but we just take things for granted. You know, your brothers have gotten cars and trucks, right? You want one how old, when you're what, 16? What do you want? Oh, you already got it. What a life you're living. How about your younger brother? You think he expects one? Yeah, and I bet you he'll get it. Yeah, why? Because mom and dad love you. We just expect things in life. And if you're a kid, particularly, you say, well, you did it for John. Why didn't you do it for me? But, you know, we just live in this world of abundance. Sometimes we even feel entitled. Secular people tell us there is no God and everything you have is because you worked hard or, or maybe you know, someone gave it to you, maybe the government gave it to you, whatever the case is. We go to the grocery store and we just assume the shelves are going to be filled with everything but toilet paper. But no, really, it's a surprise if you didn't know there was another run on toilet paper and you go because you just expected it to be there. Well, what I want to do is kind of bring you back to that place of recognizing that the source of everything good in life is God. See, in my second point is this, and this is kind of the foundation for this message. Thankful people realize the source of every good thing in our life is God. And God is the one that deserves our thanks. Acts chapter 17, read with me just a moment. This has probably become a life scripture to me. I share it often. But won't you say this out loud with me? God gives to all mankind, that's all humanity, life and breath and everything. God was the one in the grocery store that gave you the turkey. God was the one that gave you the, 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 the cornbread mix for the dressing. God was the one that gave you the rolls in that nice little packet. God was the one that gave you the stove uh, that worked to cook it on. God was the one that provided the electricity. God was the one that provided the cars for family to travel in to get to our homes. God was the one that provided the television set. God was the one that, you know, God provides everything, but somehow we miss that link. I think this is one of the, perhaps one of the greatest goals in the Christian life. It is God's desire that we recognize the second part of this scripture. In Christ we live and move and have our being. This is what true humility is. It's a recognition that all I have, all I can do, and all I'll ever have is because of the goodness of my God. And see, this is what I think, what, what, what we learn as Christians as we grow older I don't know if you notice, but typically more older people go to church than younger people. If you're 30 years old, if you're, you're soaring in your career, you've got your education, your training behind you, you've got a truck fixed up just like you want it, you have not only a shotgun, you've got a couple guns. You've got you know, not only one deer rifle, you've got a couple. You've got your own lease now. Things are going great. You've got a, a wife. You've got some kids. Everything is perfect. You have your health, and life is perfect. But as you get older... Your eyes don't work on you and you have to get glasses. And something else doesn't. And before you know it, you're just, you, you, you don't have this superman, superwoman sense. When you're 25, 30 years old, you go to the gym every day and you got big muscles and you compete in marathons. You competed in a marathon, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, you compete in marathons and you look at all your friends and wonder, why can't they do that like I am? But when you become whatever... 60, you realize the marathon days are behind you. 
I love to play sports. I love to play baseball growing up, and pretty much the only sport you could play as you grew older was uh, that I enjoyed was softball. And uh, I played shirt softball, loved it, loved it, loved it. I got to where I could just put the ball right where I wanted to, you know, and the shortstop, he would move towards third, and I'd hit it right over second base. And it was just joy. And I was running around second base one day, and I tore a meniscus in my knee, and that was the last time I put on baseball cleats. See, as we realize that we are not supermen and superwomen, we realize God is the source of every good thing. You know, one of our traditions in the Miller home is uh, at Thanksgiving, either before the meal or after the meal, we, we express what we're thankful for. Uh, this year we did it uh, at the end of our meal. We're sitting around the table. We did a beautiful day the last few days. It was Thursday. I mean, it was just gorgeous outside. We're sitting outside, and, and after we'd eaten this smoked turkey, I mean, you know, my son was up early, and, you know, I went duck hunting, but my son was, was made this turkey, and we had this great uh, feast of food. But then we were around the table and, and, and shared what we were thankful for. And I had the privilege as a father to start, and, and not only did I, what I thank God for was my children and my wife, and I looked at each of my children and I told John and Brittany how, how much I have enjoyed being with them and letting the boys come and be with us. See, they live in Rogers in this COVID thing. And uh, what great parents they were and how, how, how they were raising their kids the right way. I looked at Bethany and Mason and I, I thanked them for, for going to Africa and then coming back and, and working hard to establish their lives and their careers and for continuing to make godly choices. I looked at my daughter, Rebecca, who just turned 21 and, and just praised her for the good choices that she'd made in life. I, I, I looked at my wife and I thanked her because the model, Proverbs 31 woman that she is. She's in Mexico, by the way. Now she went on a missions trip over Thanksgiving. But, but this, is, this is, was an expression of Thanksgiving Day. But I want to suggest to you that we need to put this into practice every day of our lives. Um, and I don't have to do that on Thanksgiving Day, but I've been doing something for about four months now. And I want to encourage you to embrace as a habit. Uh, how many know Christianity is, is the product of good habits? It's the mature Christian. It's the starting place is committing your life to Christ as Savior. But one of the good habits that I've started just four months ago is when I get up in the morning, I, I, I get on my knee just briefly. It's not a full prayer time. It's just simply this comes out of my mouth. Lord, I can't do anything without you today. I need you. And when I go to bed at night uh, and I'm ready to get in bed, I get in on my knees again and I say, thank you, Lord, for what I was able to do today. And then I rehearse my day. It starts at my devotion time. I thank God that I have a Bible, that I live in a free nation. And I just went through the day of what happened, big and little, and thank God. I want to tell you, friends, it will revolutionize your life. Now, let me give you my last point before we, 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 we have our closing time of prayer. But there's always something to be thankful for, even in bad times. Now, I would say this is probably the crux of my message today. Let's look back at our text. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, say this out loud. It says to be thankful in all circumstances. Now, that doesn't mean if you break your leg, then, uh, you know, your kids come to see you in the hospital. You say, praise God, broke my leg today, son. This is not what we're talking about. But we're talking about in the midst of the crisis, in the midst of the hard times, we still find things to praise God for. 
You know, it's easy to be thankful in good times when you're living a happy and a good life. Uh, I was thankful for a Black Friday deal I got. Anybody else? Oh, sure you were. Come on, you don't have to be ashamed. I, I got up early on Friday, and I had to, in my mind for several years, I wanted to get a tool set. Got some projects I want to do around the house, you know, little power tools, and they put them on sale, and I, I found one, and, and it was on sale at our local Lowe's. The only problem is uh, uh, they were out. So then I caught, you know, the little lady says she wants to chat, and I said, I'd like to buy this, but where can I get it? She said, the Marshall store has it, and I got all excited, and I got a good deal, and I'm at the checkout, and I'm ready to hit the button, and then all of a sudden, they want $65 to deliver it from the Marshall store. And I said, now, Lord, that doesn't seem like the blessing that I thought I was getting. I just lost it, and I said, Lord, you know what? I'll just let go of this. I said, if you want to maybe let the deal come back in some way, I'll try her again later. And I tried again that evening, and lo and behold, another local store had it, and they threw in two extra tools for the same price. Now, how many know that's something to be thankful for? Sure it is. Uh, but how about in the hard times? How about the sad times of life? Some of you sat at a Thanksgiving meal, and somebody wasn't there. A church member, J.R. Richardson, his wife, Marty, died, and we had her her, her funeral service last Sunday afternoon right here in the sanctuary. Does this scripture apply to him? Does it apply to you? In everything, give thanks. Be thankful in all circumstances. Well, he's not saying, thank God my wife's dead. Now, you may wish your husband was dead and thank God, but this is not, that's a joke, okay? But he wasn't happy she was dead. He was grieving. What could he be thankful for? I want to suggest a couple things because if I can suggest this to you, if you imagine there's an imaginary line right here, and on this side of the line is I'm mad at God, and on this side of the line I'm still trusting God and I still have faith. This side I'm struggling with why, and I'm depressed and I'm discouraged and I'm shaking my fist and I'm wondering why everybody's so happy but me. This side is a place of resolution that I still have confidence in God. What is the difference, my friends, is thanksgiving. Now hear me in this because some people have a crisis and they lose their faith. You say, what could J.R. be thankful for? He could get out on his knees and he could say, "God, thank God she was saved. Thank God that I'm going to see her in heaven again one day. Thank God that she's been delivered from her pain. Lord, I watch, his prayer could be, I watched her, Lord, suffer. And every time the needle and they would draw blood and I'd watch her grimace and it hurt me. I want to say thank you that she's delivered from her pain because in a real place called heaven, come on, the Bible says there's no more dying, there's no more crying, there's no more sickness, there's no more saddening, there's no more pain for the former things are passed away. God, I want to thank you for that today, that there is a real place called heaven, that she is with you, that she is not alone. And I want to say thank you, God, that I'm going to see her again. Now listen, you can pray like that. And I promise you, friend, you move from the mad zone, you move over to the zone that still believes God. You're still hurting, you're still grieving, you still cry. But you thank God not only for her, but you thank God that you're going to have strength each day. You thank God that he's, Jesus is close to you. You thank God that when you're lonely, Jesus said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, but I'll always be with you. What I'm telling you, friends, you put a little thanksgiving and your faith will be like a turbocharger to bring you back to a good place in life. Come on, give the Lord a good hand today. He is worthy of our praise. Let's kind of summarize the three things that we talked about today. Number one, it is easy to take God's goodness for granted. 
let's make a decision today that we're not going to. I would hope that you'd find a place to bow on your knees by your bedside, but however you do it, let's not take God for granted for the little things and the big things. Let's recognize that the source of everything good is God. Let's say you go out and let's say you, I don't know what, let's say you sell your house and you sell it for $50,000 more than what you paid for it. And you go to that uh, title company and that title company gives you a check for, I don't know what, let's say $279,000 and 412 and 13 cents. And you get in the car and you look at that thing and you say, my, what a smart real estate investor I was. Honey, we just outsmarted them. Honey, we got 20K more than the market. Or do you look at the check and say, thank you, Lord, for allowing this to happen. That's where we're headed, friends. Thankful people recognize every good thing we life we have is from God. And lastly, there's always something to be thankful for, even in the bad times. And if we'll look for it, it'll bring us out of the dumps. Come on, give the Lord another good hand today. He's worthy of praise. I close with this thought, something in a very practical way that you can put this into practice today. Uh, in the Lord's Prayer, and I pray the Lord's Prayer every day, but not just as a routine thing to do, but I pause at each point. But how many know in the Lord's Prayer it says, give us this day our daily bread. How many people eat about three times a day or more? Let me see your hand here. Uh, how many are lying out there? Yeah, sure you do. We all do. Giving thanks for your food. There is not a better way to make this sermon real in your life. Give me this day my daily bread. You're about to go out to lunch or you're going to go home to lunch. I want to encourage you, friend, let it be your family practice. Listen, you're not praying for your food because the FDA is doing a bad job. You're praying over that food to recognize that God gave it to me. Pause and give him thanks. It's hard around strangers. It's harder around family. But when you bow your head and say thanks to God for the food, maybe there's something else you can thank God for and let it flow from your heart because he's worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Come on, get stand to your feet. We're going to close with prayer today. It's been an honor to have you with us today. This Wednesday night, we're going to be meeting. We're going to do something special on Wednesday nights. We're going to have times of worship, time of prayer. We call it kind of a Holy Ghost night. It's, a, it's not a typical service. It, prayer is at 6.30. Worship starts at 7 o'clock right here in the sanctuary. There's activity for the kids and youth. But I'd, I'd like to close our service with prayer today. Uh, I'm going to ask our prayer team to come forward. Maybe you're here today, and, and there's just some burdens that you've got. You left problems in the, in, in, when you were at, before you came to church. Well, guess what? They're going to be there when you get back. Maybe you want someone to pray with you about those issues. But let me say this. In particular, maybe there was some conflict over your Thanksgiving meal. Well, I got news for you, friend. Christmas is around the corner. Maybe there's a divorce and maybe there's a, you know, a separation. It's hard dropping kids off. Maybe you got mad, you bumped heads. Maybe you had an argument over politics or something else. And maybe somebody said, I'm not coming back at Christmas. I don't know what it is. But how many know in that group of people that we call family that we love dearly, how many know sometimes there can be a, a tension that's there? I just felt the Holy Spirit's leading just to encourage you to come forwards for prayer. If there's some tension in the family, and ask God to, between now and Christmas, to heal that thing that's broken. We'll pray for anything, but that in particular. I want to 
before I close, I want to make mention of arguably the greatest need we have is simply to get right with God. And maybe you're here today and honest enough to say, Pastor, I'm not walking with Jesus. If I died today, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell. But when we took communion today and asked God's forgiveness, I really meant it. I want to commit my life and I want to become a, a follower of Jesus for the rest of my life. Maybe you used to walk with God and got away from God. I don't know what it is. But if your need today is to get right with God, I'm going to encourage you during this song or after to come talk to Pastor Travis. He's one of our pastors here. And when you come to him, just say, pray for me. I want to get my life right with God. It'll be the best thing that you've ever done. Go ahead and begin to sing, Pastor Zach, our last song. If you need prayer during this song, let me encourage you to come. Let us pray for you. If you need to get right with God, don't let anything stop you. It'll be the best thing you ever did. I love you. Thanks for coming today. Meet you at the mountain. Go on through the valley. Though my world may fall, your love still stands. And I seek your face and I your hands at the mountain. Oh, I meet you there. at the mountain go up the valley though my world may fall your love still stands and I seek your face and I your hands at the prayer team is going to remain down front uh, just just like hallways if you need prayer for anything at all we would love to agree with you uh, in prayer we're going to stay here and worship a bit longer so feel free to hang out with us as long as you'd like uh, i think they've got all the exits open so feel free to be dismissed at any point and we just pray that you have a blessed day today